The Kingdom of God versus the Kingdom of Man, 1 Samuel 22. In chapter 22 of 1 Samuel, we are provided a stark contrast of two kingdoms. Though David is not yet king and is currently on the run from Saul, he is beginning to attract followers and to build, however small, a fiefdom of his own. As a man after God's own heart, and as the lineage through whom God will choose to birth his own son, David's lordship reflects the kingdom which God intends to build through the coming Messiah. Quote, And everyone who was in distress, and everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was bitter in soul gathered to him, and he became commander over them. Jesus, too, made it clear that he was a kingdom of outcasts. When asked why he ate with tax collectors and sinners, Jesus replied, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. Like those who gathered around David and would be used by God to create the greatest kingdom Israel has known, it is those who recognize their brokenness and see themselves as outcasts from society who will come to Jesus, that they may be saved and participate in the greatest kingdom of which history can conceive. We are given a stark contrast in chapter 22 of David's burgeoning kingdom against the backdrop of Saul's deteriorating kingdom, and as a result, Saul's grasp on reality. Saul is anxious, fearful, and paranoid. He believes everyone, including his own son, and everyone in his cabinet is plotting against him and seeking to put David on the throne. Such a downward spiral that is leading Saul into what today would be diagnosed as depression and schizophrenia, but manifests itself in each of us differently, is always the result of sin open rebellion against God. And yet, instead of repenting, in hopes of saving his mind, his life, and most importantly his soul, Saul multiplies his sin by having the priests of Nob killed. Sin doesn't just separate us from God, it begins to corrupt us until it distorts our very view of life. As Jesus taught, the eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if the eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. There is no light other than God. And Jesus here is warning us that if we are not seeking first God's kingdom and his righteousness, like Saul, we are sure to be consumed by darkness. Though Saul at one time knew God intimately, he had a heart like that of the seeds that fell among the thorns. In Jesus' famous parable of the sower, he was like those who, quote, who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. Where is your eye? What are you focusing on? Are you like those who see yourself as an outcast of this world, seeking for a home with the coming king? He welcomes you to come and find shelter and rest. The alternative is the illusion of control amongst those apparently in power, but anxious, fearful, and paranoid that they will lose it all. As Jesus warned, do not lay up for yourselves treasure on earth, man's kingdom, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, God's kingdom, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also.